everyone, and welcome to another edition of Worst to Best from the Minutes Podcast. And if you're wondering why my face looks a little better than usual, it's because I'm fresh out of the shower. Uh, but yeah, I hope you're all having a lovely day, that you've had a lovely weekend, and are going to be having an even better week coming up. Um, and if not, well, I hope it'll get a better for you eventually. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of reading from my little notes and script that I usually use on here, because usually since... You know, up until now, I've been doing only audio, but you're checking me out on YouTube. You can see me on the screen right now talking to you guys. Uh, usually, I just read off of the script more or less verbatim. So, yeah. But, yeah. Back to my little script. Uh, hope it will get better. Yeah, that's right. Uh, as always, make sure you subscribe to the Menetize Podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Breaker, uh, and right here on YouTube. Obviously, if you're watching me on YouTube, you're probably already subscribed. Um... And make sure you follow me on Twitter at IamFoss2 so you can get all the updates on what's going on with the podcast. You know, unless you're a Facebook friend with me where, well, no, still, if you're on Twitter, follow me to get all those updates. But yeah, this is a ranking that I've been looking forward to doing for about six months now. Uh, let's see. Um, all right, I'll just say about five, about five months uh, because... It is May the 4th, that's right, and as I'm recording this, it is 12.30 a.m. Monday morning, so yes, it is indeed May 4th, 2020, so may the 4th be with you, <laughs> uh, which of course, you know, as you can see from the title, the, the thumbnail, and the shirt that I'm wearing, this is my ranking for the Star Wars franchise. Now, I had been debating on whether or not I was going to do all of the Star Wars films, you know, including Rogue One and Solo. But then I decided, you know what? As much as I enjoyed Rogue One and Solo, I decided those are more just side stories and they don't really influence the main Skywalker saga, as it is known, uh, for Star Wars. So I decided I'm just going to rank the nine films of the Skywalker saga. Now, my rankings might not be what how most people would put them, uh, especially some of the people of in... With regards to the sequel trilogy, the the fandom menace in particular, uh, who hate those films, they think, oh, Disney ruined my childhood. Shut up. Uh, but yeah, as always with these rankings, they are all my personal rankings. Doesn't mean that you know my rankings are better than yours, or that yours are better than mine. It's all subjective. As I always say, art is subjective. Movies are art. I can like what I like. You like what you like. Doesn't mean that either of us are wrong. Uh, with that said, ramble on long enough with that. Now let's get on to my rankings. Off into a galaxy far, far away. And starting at the bottom of the list, which I guess would be the ninth rank uh, or worst of the Star Wars, uh, is Attack of the Clones, Episode 2. And uh, you know, just with Attack of the Clones, it has its good moments. I mean, there are some cool, there is some cool stuff in there. Um, but it's just, Attack of the Clones was, was more, it's more of a love story than it is a sci-fi adventure film as the rest of the Star Wars franchise has been. You know, Attack of the Clones was, the main story of Attack of the Clones was Padme and Anakin falling in love and getting together. And, you know, we knew that they were going to have that in there because episodes one, two, and three was supposed to be the bridge into the original trilogy 
showing how Anakin becomes Darth Vader and then leading on to what happens in the original trilogy. And and just yeah, like I said, there's good stuff in there. Like like in the beginning part when they're on uh, on Coruscant and Anakin and Obi Wan are chasing the the bounty hunter uh, around the city. That was a pretty cool sequence, and the lightsaber f fights were pretty cool. Uh, we got to see Yoda in a in a lightsaber fight for the first time. That was pretty cool. They that was one of the things that was really hyped up for this. I remembered because uh, I was 15 at the time. I was in high school. I think it was my sophomore year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was a lot of a lot of fun. That was a lot. That was a good time. Um, got and I got to see it with my with my brothers, uh, which uh, I got to see the uh, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith with my brothers, and every time was fun. Yeah, that's the thing. With my brothers and I, we 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 all bond with our love of Star Wars, and I hate that I haven't that I didn't get to see the recent ones with them in theaters, but it's okay because you know I'll get to watch it with them. You know at home, either by Blu-ray or Video On Demand, or whatever it is that's going to happen whenever I get to see them again. Um, but, yeah, you know, going a little bit off track there, uh, which I tend to do when I do these unedited, you know, video podcasts now. Um, but, uh, we also got, uh, goddamn, Christopher, Christopher Lee, see, God, I was, I was getting his name confused with Christopher Nolan, uh, but, you know, it's a completely different person, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Christopher Lee as Count Dooku or Darth, Ty Darth Tyrannus or Tyrannus, uh, he was awesome, and he, he, I mean, Christopher Lee is a great actor, or was a great actor, you know, rest in peace, or wherever you are, <laughs> um, yeah, whether, or any of you that, if they, if you believe in heaven or hell, you know, cool, um, yeah, he was a great, choice of villain in this on uh, uh, Hayden Christensen being chosen as Anakin Skywalker I know a lot of people love to give him shit for his performance as Anakin Skywalker which I understand his performance was very stiff but that was his tip given by George Lucas he told him to intentionally hold back with his performance and you know it's up to you whether you're not whether or not it was a good performance I mean I happen to enjoy him more so in Revenge of the Sith but you know can't you can't blame put the blame on him? You know it was all George Lucas. George Lucas gave him those acting orders, and you know of course Natalie Portman as Padme. I love her. She can do no wrong, even though she's she's done some shitty movies, you know, in her in her adulthood of her career. You know, but I still love her. I think she's a phenomenal actress, and she definitely earned uh, all the praise that she got for Black Swan. Um, but um, I'm trying to think of like other. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Attack of the Clones. I mean, I did watch it a few months ago, uh, getting ready for uh, Rise of Skywalker. So, uh, and of course, you know, when when it's May the Fourth, I'd like to have the Star Wars marathon during the week. But I haven't done that this this year because I've been binge watching Boy Meets World, um, as I've been doing off and on since I got Disney Plus last year. You know, but that's not important. This podcast is about Star Wars, um, and. Yeah, Jimmy Smith as a as a you know Senator Organa. Um, I love him. He's you know a very good actor. You know, representing my peeps. <laughs> you know, my my people's the you know one of the few Hispanic actors in the Star Wars universe. Um, uh, yeah, there's him and Diego Luna, uh, Benicio del Toro, um, Oscar Isaacs. Um, yeah, those are the only four I can name off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, it's you know. 
cool scene. You know, people want to talk about representation. Nobody talked about the representation in the Star Wars universe. You know, because people want to just complain about shit. But, uh, yeah, just overall, from start to finish, it's it has its highlights, but it's just... I mean, because I can enjoy all of the Star Wars movies. No matter how annoyed I get at certain parts, you know, I can still enjoy it. Um... And then, of course, you know, with the the one of the big one of the biggest complaints of the the prequel trilogy is the overuse of CGI, which I get it. I prefer practical effects as well, you know. But you know, look at some of the look at the event the Marvel MCU films; those are very heavily CGI. Sometimes it looks great, sometimes not so much. I mean, the third act of Black Panther. The less said about that, the better. Um, you know, and then also then the CGI with the Iron Man suit in the later MCU films after Age of Ultron. The CGI looks shit for the most part. Um, uh, so yeah, you know, but CGI, some people prefer the heavy CGI. Others prefer pr practical effects. But you can have both. It's, it's fine. You, if you, if you, can ha you can have both and make it work. I mean, Zack Snyder does a great job with his visual effects in his, in his films. And, you know, where it looks real. You know, like I, the example I, example I always go back to is the the Kryptonian armor that General Zod has in Man of Steel. That's all CGI. But when you're watching the movie, it does not look CGI. It's amazing. Um, and and also you know we get we had, we did, we had the minimal minimum screen time screen time of Jar Jar Binks. That's a that's always a plus. Um, uh, and this is this was when we first got to see CGI Yoda because before before that before that it was all puppets, and and yeah you know, the CGI with Yoda it's depending on this on the sequence it's hit or miss, so and, and of course you know all for all of these films we have the phenomenal score of John Williams so you know regardless of how you feel about the Star Wars films John Williams always delivers in the score he's phenomenal he's he's a legend he's an he's an Academy Award winner for a reason. Uh, and my throat's getting a little dry already. It's only ten and a half minutes in. <sighs> yeah, here we go. Um, and Samuel Jackson as Mace Windu. We got to see him in action as well. You know that whole sequence. I'm trying. Can't remember the name of that planet when uh, when Obi Wan is taken hostage by Count Dooku and and the and the separatists and all them. <sighs> Shit. Uh, and well, we had Django Fett. Uh, we had uh, what's his name who plays Aquaman's dad in the Aquaman movie. He was, he plays Django Fett, and he he did a great job. You know that sequence with him versus Obi Wan on the uh, where they were making the clone army was pretty cool. Um, and all the Jedi when they come to rescue Obi Wan, Anakin, and Padme, that was a awesome sequence as well. Um, and again, and Anakin get doing the doing the double lightsaber when he was fighting Count Dooku, that was pretty cool. Um, and I and I remember when I saw when I saw Attack of the Clones the first time in theaters, and Yoda got to have his lightsaber fight on there, because you know because even though I kind of heard that Yoda was gonna do some stuff, but I didn't know he was gonna have that kind of lightsaber fight, you know. And everyone in my theater just flipped out. It was awesome. Yeah, uh, <sighs> it was simpler times before social media ruined being a fan of this stuff. Uh, I was having a conversation with somebody on Twitter, uh, off and on during Sunday about that. Just 
how we we long for the days where you're just a fan and this social media fandom nonsense didn't matter but that's the world we live in now <sighs> but yeah overall attack of the clones to me is the worst of the star wars films even with some of the highlights that i've already you know pointed out on here and next up number eight on my list uh, of course making it the second worst in my eyes is the phantom menace episode one where uh, we launched the prequel trilogy which introduced to us jar jar binks and yeah i remember when i'd written something years ago when i was i was cause I when i was in you know college a few a few years ago um i i'd uh, one of these times it was to do a, compa a compare, you know, compare contrast style essay, and I decided to do one on Star Wars, where I compared the original trilogy to the prequel trilogy. And one of the things that I remember talking about, oh, and by the way, I got an A on that essay, by the way. Win for nerds. Um, uh, one of the things I touched on was the inclusion of the Jar Jar Binks character introduced in Phantom Menace, that I felt like jo that George Lucas was trying to recapture the love that characters like C-3PO and R2-D2 and even the Ewoks received from the original trilogy that he had hoped Jar Jar Banks would be the new generation, you know, character of that kind of stuff. Obviously, he was not. You know, and I'm at best. He's the one who played Jar Jar Banks. I feel so bad for him, for the shit that he had to deal with from fans after that. You know, as did uh, Jake Lloyd, who played young Anakin in this film. You know, he has dealt with so much shit from fans. After this film, he got bullied in school because of the movie. You know, he's had his mental issues off and on, and his legal issues, being arrested for DUIs and drug possession and all kinds of stuff. And yeah, it's so so sad. It really is. It's such 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 a tragic story what happened to him. And uh, but it's but you know with regards to him playing young Anakin, I mean, given the the material presented. Did the best he could, I guess. I, I mean, he was just a child. The only other thing I remembered him doing was Jingle All the Way with with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and and even that one, I don't remember much of how he did. It's been so long since I've seen that film. Uh, would it be on Disney Plus? I don't know if Disney owns that. Huh. I should check that out. Um. Uh, but just you know, and we we had Liam Neeson as Qui Gon Jinn. Love Liam Neeson. He's another actor that, in my opinion, can do no wrong. He's phenomenal. Love him and here as Obi as Qui Gon Jinn. I love him and uh, as a uh, Ra 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 Al Ghul. You know, even though it's supposed to be Raish Al Ghul in the Dark Knight trilogy. Loved him in the first Taken movie. You know, two and three. Um, loved him uh, in Dark Man. That was the first movie I had ever seen of his. Love him in Dark Man. Great movie. One of my one of my absolute favorite Sam Raimi films. If anyone has never seen that, check it out. It's directed by Sam Raimi, Dark Man, starring Liam Neeson. Great movie. Don't don't watch the sequels. They suck. The, the the two that came afterwards. Don't ignore those. Pretend that those never happened. It, treat it like Robocop three. It never happened. Just watch the first one. Um, and uh, Ewan McGregor. As Obi Wan Kenobi, which is probably the great, the best thing to come out of the pre entire prequel trilogy, that's that's pretty, that's fairly unanimous. We we love Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi. That's why we're so happy when they announced that he was in a comeback for an Obi Wan Kenobi TV show on Disney Plus. Which, who the fuck knows what's going on with that now? Well, hopefully they can get all that straightened out and we can have that show premiering sometime next year. 
That would be wonderful. Um, and we got this, and we we were introduced to Natalie Portman as Queen Amidala on here. Um, you know, of course, and then in Attack of the Clones, she was Senator Amidala. Here, she's a queen, which is just kind of funny that she was promoted from queen to senator. So I guess being a senator has more power than the queen. I don't know. I don't know how star, how the how the politics in the Star Wars universe really work when it comes to that kind of thing. Um, and uh, and uh, the the emperor or who would become the emperor? Uh, he was a center Palpatine here, and uh, he was he would become uh, the chancellor by the end of this film. And we had Terrence Stamp playing the current chancellor at the at the, at the beginning half of this movie. Um, and uh, I'm trying to remember how this stuff. Oh yeah, and this, oh yeah, this is where we were also introduced to Samuel Jackson as Mace Windu, where he's the lone black Jedi of the entire Star Wars universe. Um, and he, you know, of course, he plays it very well. He's a, he's another great actor. You know, he's been doing this for longer than I've been alive. Way longer than I've been alive. He's been, you know, doing movies since I think the '70s, and he's still kicking ass now. You know, in, in his seventies, uh, uh, and Darth Maul, we got the we we got to see the great, great Darth Maul in this movie, and you know, played by is it, is it Ray Park or Ray Parker? Let me check that out real quick. I I always get the name confused. Darth Maul, actor. There it goes. Okay, uh, Ray Park. There, that's it. Yeah, I always get it confused. I don't know why. Because uh, Ray Parker is a completely different human being. But yeah, Ray Park, who also played Toad in the X-Men movie, the first X-Men movie. Um, he was phenomenal. And he was the highlight of Phantom Menace with the awesome face paint and the, the double-bladed lightsaber. And, and he's, he's, cause he, he is a legit like martial artist and stunt performer. So he did all, all that stuff he did it himself and he can still do all this. I've seen so many videos of him at, at different cons all over the world in recent years where he still can do all the awesome tricks and stunts. And it's just like, God damn, why, why can't he, we, they should give they should make a Darth Maul TV series that takes place before Phantom Menace. Cause that would be awesome. You know, and I know they like to tease it every year on April Fool's Day. Um, but it, it would be awesome if they, if they got to do that for real. Um, and the pod race in this film. That's, I mean, it's not a bad sequence. I mean, I enjoy it. It just takes way too fucking long. Way too long. Way, way too long. Way too damn long. Um, you know, if, if they could, like, chop that off, chop, like, Ten min top if they could take ten minutes off of that, it would be a better sequence in my opinion. Um, but you know, George Lucas wanted it in there. It's his story. You know the prequel trilogy. You know he he wrote, produced, and directed all three of them. You know, so <sighs> but yeah, the lightsaber fights are the best part of this whole of the Phantom Menace, and and. And we got the the great Duel of Fates song out of this film as well, which is probably the most popular Star Wars song besides the Star Wars theme and the Imperial March. Um, but yeah, um, and yeah, I don't really have much else to say about Phantom Menace. And I got up at number seven 
on my list. Let me click out of that so I can get back to my list. Uh, yeah, number seven on my list. Uh, coming into the sequel trilogy now, we have The Last Jedi uh, on here. I know most people who hate The Last Jedi would put this on the bottom below Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. And while I understand people have their feelings and their tastes and, and opinions about this movie, I'm one of the people who openly admits to enjoying this movie a lot. I, I, I do. I, yeah, I get it. It has its flaws. All the Star Wars movies have, are, have flaws. None of them are perfect. But I really enjoy The Last Jedi. I do. I mean, Ryan Johnson, he he took a risk presenting the kind of story that he that he did. You know, and I get it. He did kind of undo some of the stuff that, that was introduced in the previous film. I get that. You know, but I respect that he took a risk. You know, he didn't play it super safe like that. You know, because we got, we got to see Luke Skywalker return you know, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, and I know a lot of people keep saying, like, oh, you know, you know, Luke wouldn't do this, but this is not the Luke Skywalker I know, you know, that, you know, he, he went into isolation after, you know, after failing with, with Ben Solo, and it's like, yeah, it's like, when I kept, kept hearing people say that, I was like, be like, yeah, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, wait, Yoda went into isolation when he failed, so why is it so out of, why is it so out of character for, you know, Luke to want to go into hiding or because he failed. Why is it okay for Yoda but not him? I don't know. Uh, and we were also introduced to the character of Rose Tico by Kelly, who plays was played by Kelly Marie Tran, which a lot of people hated her. And I get it. She was an annoying character presented in this film. She annoyed me as well. But I didn't hate her to the extent that people did where she was harassed online. Uh, and I didn't get that. Yeah, it was just poor writing of the character, is what it is. You know, she didn't she didn't deserve the level of hate that she was receiving. You know, but that's that's social media for you. That's that's what happens when when people think that they can that they are when people feel so privileged and entitled to go online and type up with their little opinions and feel like I can go up to this actor that I didn't like in a, in a playing a character in a movie and make them make that basically treat them like they are the worst human being ever. You know, that's that's the entitlement of social media, and which is why I hate social media. But at the same time, it's that's the world we live in now, so we can't really escape it. Yeah, you know, it's my only means of communication with, with with specific people, so I have no choice but to but to just accept it as it is. Um, and we had all we had a bunch of the characters that were first introduced in Force Awakens returning in this film. And I'll get to Force Awakens, don't worry. Um, and we had John Boyega as Finn, uh, Daisy Ridley as Rey, and Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron. Uh, we had Carrie Fisher in her last, you know, last on-screen performance, officially. Because, you know, I know they had the stuff in Rise of Skywalker, but that was archived footage repurposed. This was the last stuff that she filmed before dying. So, and, uh... Um, we have we we got to see Benicio del Toro, you know, in this as the the code the ha the hacker code breaker whatever. I don't even remember what the character's name was. Um, you know, so when I was, I was when I was watching I was watching these films with my mom before I went to go take her to see Rise of Skywalker, and she was talking about um, you know him being in the movie. And I think she likes likes Benicio del Toro, but I don't know how she felt about him in in the movie. Um, 
Uh, anyways, that's that's not really significant information, but hey, that's that's what I do on this podcast now. But um, shit, what else? And Adam Driver as Kylo Ren. I mean, I I am a fan of 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 Adam Driver. Of uh, you know, out beside not just for Star Wars, everything that I've seen him in, I've I've enjoyed. I think he's a really good actor. Uh, and I was first introduced to him uh, on the show Girls, and you know, I wasn't sure what to think of him at that when I saw him on there because you know he was playing kind of an asshole character, but eventually he won me over, and I thought he was great. You know, and then I got to see him in Lincoln. I saw him in the. That one movie he did with Daniel Radcliffe, I can't remember what the name of it was, where they were like best friends and roommates. That, that's a pretty good movie. Um, and of course, Marriage Story, phenomenal performance from him. Um, and what else? I know there's a lot of other stuff. I mean, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, uh, he gave a very good performance as well. And uh, what's what's her face? Shit. shit. Oh, yeah, Laura Dern. As a uh, Commander Haldo, I think's the name. Yeah, Commander Haldo, and that a lot of people didn't like her. They they cause they feel like she was the Hillary Clinton. She was a Hillary Clinton inspired character, which I kind of see it. But at the same time, it's like you know, I'm just like, just don't bring real world politics, you know, that you know from your point of view into my into my sci fi movies, which is kind of funny to say that I know I know because Star Wars is very political. I get that, you know, because this film is filled with all kinds of senators and chancellors and other politicians. But it's just, it's like, ugh, don't make me think about Hillary Clinton while I'm trying to watch Star Wars. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't, and I didn't mind her like other people did. I know so many people hated her. They thought her her character was, was pointless and it was annoying and stupid. And you know what? I didn't mind her. And plus, I kind of think she looked hot with the purple hair. Um... And the way she sacrificed herself to take down one of the Star Destroyer things was really cool. Especially because, you know, she goes into to, to hyperdrive or light speed right into the thing and it's complete dead silence. I thought that was really cool. That was a cool artistic choice, I guess, would be the would be the right description for it. Um, you know, and Andy Serkis as uh, Supreme Leader Snoke, which that was one of the things I was very annoyed about. Not by him. Was Andy Serkis, great actor. He's never disappointed me in any performance he's ever done. But it's just that they kill him before we learned anything about him. That really that that annoyed me. Because I remember when I when I saw it, when I was in the theaters, and, I, and that happened, I just thought, "Huh. Okay. Well, they did. Well, they did that then. <laughs> no. But we then we, we did get that cool fight with uh, Kylo and uh, Ray taking on the, the 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 guards that were in the room. That was a pretty cool fight." Uh, and the whole casino and canto bite sequence, like, yeah, very much like how I felt about the pod race sequence. Take you could if you take te- chop ten minutes off of that, would have been a whole a whole, a whole lot better. It was it was a sequence that went longer than necessary. Yeah, it did. Um, and uh, and then Phasma, Captain Phasma, the way she, she was just taken out like nothing, that annoyed me as well. Because I thought that she was going to be a character that was going to make it all the way to the end of the series. But she didn't. That sucked. Um, and then we also, and then we got the fight at the end of the movie. Or no, before that, when uh, when Rey decides I'm going to go confront Kylo Ren and all that stuff. And uh, Luke decides to burn down the, the 
the original Jedi Temple that's there, and we got to see Yoda in a as, in puppet form, which I really liked. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a great puppet, it was not, um, but I loved it because I love Yoda. Yoda is probably my second or third favorite character in Star Wars, so that was fun. I can't. I wouldn't. Don't, wouldn't say, oh, honestly, I don't even know who my number one favorite is. Probably Luke. Yeah, probably Luke. Um, let's see, yeah, it was it was it was fun getting to see him and Luke interact one more time. You know, especially since you know now Yoda is a ghost, and you know we knew what was gonna happen with Luke at the end of the movie, and you know we got to see that cool fight at the end of the movie with Luke and uh, Ben, or was it the projection of Luke fighting Ben? Was pretty cool, and. Uh, and the other thing that really annoyed me also that when um when Finn was was gonna sacrifice himself to take out that that cannon, and Rose decided you know boom 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 you know shot shot the thing to get out of the way. It's like you know they you know it's like oh we're gonna defeat them by saving what we love like or for fighting for what we love. That and that was like cough like god damn it he, it was gonna be a great moment like I I was in it when it was happening like. They had the the great music building up to it, where it's just like you know, like the it was just the the I guess the the the, sh the string section, you know, playing, you know, and you know, and, and I was and everybody that it was in there, like we were all like, <gasps> you know, because we thought Finn was gonna you know make you know as they say the ultimate sacrifice for for the resistance, you know, we were all and I was like right like right there, like oh shit, he's gonna do it, he's gonna do it, he's gonna do it, and I was about to be like oh. You know, I was, I was, yeah, I, was, I admit, I was, I was, I was close to crying. I, I was, cause I do, I love John Boyega as Finn. He's, he's, he's been one of my favorites of of the sequel trilogy. You know, but then Rose fucked it up, and and I actually shouted out loud, "God damn it!" <sighs> <sighs> but yeah. I don't hate the Last Jedi like other people do, especially like the on the Harley Quinn cartoon. Where they had the big thing with the guy wearing the Snyder Cut shirt, and the other guy had the shirt that said "The Last Jedi is not canon." I'm not one of those people. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I like the Last Jedi, but it's number seven on my rankings of Star Wars films. And coming up at number six, this is where you know some people might not agree with the. Yeah, I'm sure people watching this already don't agree with my rankings. Um, but yeah, number six, again, it's all based on how I personally feel about these films. Number six, Force Awakens. I really enjoyed The Force Awakens. I thought it was a great way to reintroduce everyone into the Star Wars universe um, after 10 years at that point because uh, Revenge of the Sith was 2005, Force Awakens came out 2015. So it had been 10 and a half years at that point. Because Sith was May 2005, and then Force Awakens was tw December 2015. Um, so, you know, it was a good way to re to reintroduce us to the stories. Uh, and I know a lot of people's biggest complaint with Force Awakens is that it was essentially a beat-by-beat -beat recreation of the original Star Wars film, New Hope. And I agree, it kind of was. But that doesn't that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more... Than, than Last Jedi. Most people I've talked to, like, Force Awakens overall is a better movie, but the final act of Last Jedi was superior to The Force Awakens. 
and I've, a lot of people that I've talked to, even people who hated Last Jedi, they agree. Last Jedi had a had a better third act than Force Awakens did. But Force Awakens to me is is a, is a great Star Wars movie. You know, get this we were introduced to Rey and Finn and Poe and Kylo Ren. Um, we got to see Han Solo come back as you know, or Harrison Ford rather come back as Han Solo. We got to see Chewbacca make his return. I forgot Chewbacca was was also in in Last Jedi. Not not much screen time, but he was there too. Uh, oh yeah, and the Porgs. I forgot to talk about the Porgs on Flash Jedi. Uh, but yeah, Porgs. Love them. Anyways, uh, yeah, Force Awakens. Yeah, again, it was essentially a beat-by-beat -beat recreation of the original Star Wars with, you know, the, you know, the orf orphan child on the desert planet wanting to, you know, reach for the stars and, you know, achieve their potential. Potential, not potential. Um, and that's what it was. Luke was the farm boy, wanting to look, go look to the stars, reach his potential. Ray was the you know scavenger, wanting to find her, look to the stars and find her potential. And and BB-8 was was the new droid introduced here, uh, who was uh, Poe's uh, little droid, and and uh, you know. Got CO and we, Captain Phasma introduced to her on here, and like I said, I'm so disappointed that she didn't make it through the through the trilogy because she was she was one of my favorites of the trilogy, oh, of the first two films at least since she didn't make it to the third one. Um, uh, and anyone who is watching this, you know, I'm sure they're already, you know, pissed off with me for ranking you know, Rise of Skywalker higher than higher than than uh, than I'm at right now. <laughs> Because uh, most of them, they think all the sequel trilogies should be on the bottom of the list. That they are the absolute worst. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy and Disney ruined everything. <sighs> Anyways. Uh, but side note. Talking about Kathleen Kennedy. Everyone that thinks that she is the single worst thing to happen to Hollywood. And ruining Star Wars. She is the reason we have the Back to the Future trilogy. So. I will never hate her. Because without her. We wouldn't have Back to the Future trilogy. And it's my all-time favorite trilogy. You know, Star Wars is my favorite franchise, but Back to the Future is my favorite trilogy. That might not make sense to most, but it does to me. But, yeah. No hate on Kathleen Kennedy. She gave me Star Wars and Back to the Future. So, thank you. Um... And we also, yeah, we got Carrie Fisher returning here as well. Um, and Ant Anthony uh, Daniels as C-3PO being the only actor to have been in all nine of the main Star Wars movies main story not story main story Star Wars movies it was awesome you know so he he's making that Star Wars movie mo Star Wars money for life because he's been 3PO in the original trilogy sequel trilogy prequel trilogy all the cartoons so and the video games so you know if 3PO's in it, it's him. Um, and what else? I'm trying to think of other stuff. Because it's, uh, I've seen all these Star Wars movies so many times. All of them, at least twice. Um, and I'm just... Because I'm thinking about all of them at the same time. Trying to think of specifics for individual films. While trying to do that, it's... Messing with my head a little bit. Sorry. So I'm getting things... I'm getting stuff jumbled around. 
confusing some sequences with the with the others. Um, um, mm, shit. Oh yeah, and I'm just gonna say, you know, because I'm, I don't know what I'm, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm stuttering and stammering, and I'm starting to get warm in here. I'm gonna be right back. Gotta turn the fan on. Burning up in here. Where was I? Uh, oh yeah, I was mumbling and bumbling and fumbling over my words because who the fuck knows what I'm talking about right now? Um, uh, shit. Yeah, that's the beauty of not editing these right now because, like I said, my program is jacked up. I can't edit anything. So you're getting to enjoy me at my most awkward. Hope you're loving it. Um, and we didn't really get any... We didn't get a lot of lightsaber fighting in this movie. We we got like once the one sequence at the end of it when they're on the I can't I can never a Star Killer base when it's Finn and Rey taking on Kylo Ren and like, yeah we, we we now that I think about it from the entire sequel trilogy we barely got any lightsaber fights. That's it's very disappointing. Then again in the original trilogy we only got one one lightsaber fight in every film whereas in the prequel trilogy we would have multiple fights huh. but anyways um yeah sorry I, it's yeah that's that's just that just came to me right now for the first time you know that, that you're watching that in real time that just came to me i never thought about that until now wow huh how about that uh but yeah The Maz, whatever her last name was, is played by Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, she's a fun character. I enjoyed her, uh, especially when she talked about when they when they first got to, to her little her little her little spot because they needed help, and she goes up to Han and says, "Where's my boyfriend?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, she's working on the Falcon." Uh, hey, she loves Chewie. We all love Chewie. Um. <sighs> and and that's the thing we that, that we never got the payoff for when Ray was drawn to the to Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, and you know she gives it over to to Finn when they when she says to go after her, and Han asks her where'd you get you know where'd you get that and she says, you know that's a story for another time or whatever the hell she said. We never got to know. We don't know what happened. We don't know what the story is. You know that kind of frustrates and pisses me off. You know. A lot of things that were set up in this movie, in these movies that were not paid off in the end, which is very unfortunate. But you no, know, it is what it is. You know, that's Hollywood, and uh, it's just uh, yeah, it just was. You know, all these things are coming to me for the first time now. I, I had not thought about them before. <laughs> well, but I still, I still love these movies, though. I, I can't. I'm, I'm not. It's not gonna change how I feel about them. You know, I, I, I love Daisy Ridley as Ray. I love, you know, John Boyega as Finn. I love Oscar Isaacs as as Poe Dameron. You know, Adam Driver as Kylo Ren, and what's his face something Gleason, uh, as the what's his name, uh, on the God damn it, I can't remember his name. Shit, shit. Anyways, that's not important. 
Um, and, and then being introduced to, you know, Andy Serkis as Supreme Leader Snoke, where, yeah, we did, we, it sucks that we didn't get a real payoff with him either. Um, and then Han Solo being killed by Ben Solo, Kylo Ren. Um, I admit, I did cry in the theater when, when that happened. Yeah, even though it was spoiled for me by pretty much everybody on social media because social media doesn't know how to just not spoil anything on the first day for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and then we got the final shot of Luke and Rey on top of that island where she's handing him the lightsaber. And that set up everything that came in Last Jedi. You know, and like I said, people hated the Last Jedi. I enjoyed it. You know, and I enjoyed the Force Awakens, even though I can agree that it was a beat for beat, you know, remake of the original Star Wars film. But that's okay. Sometimes, you know, trying to recreate the originals isn't always a bad thing. Yeah, and that brings me to number five on my list of the worst, the best Star Wars film. The Rise of Skywalker. Controversial choice, I know, but again, this is my list. And if you don't agree with it, cool. Then share your list with me, and we can discuss it. Uh, but yeah, and I have my review on here, my force-filled spoiler review, as I nicknamed it. So if you want to hear my full feelings on The Rise of Skywalker, check that one out. And But yeah, I really enjoyed... Rise of Skywalker. I mean, the I'm, I think the review that I, the original like f initial first reaction review that I gave on social media was that I felt it was a satisfying conclusion to this trilogy. Yeah, and I still genuinely feel that way. Um, and uh, and you know, if you want to hear my full thoughts on the film, check out my spoiler review. It's a, it's it's in the archives, pal. You know, just it was really fun because. Yeah, because I got to see it twice in theaters. I saw it the opening day by myself, and then I saw with my mom the week after. That was that was a lot of fun, you know, because I, I enjoy getting to take her out for 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 stuff like that. I, I get in getting to treat her is fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm a mama's boy. I don't care. I love my mama. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have much to say about Rise of Skywalker that I didn't already say in my. And in my review, the only thing I can really say is just, you know, part that I always remember the most. When Chewbacca finds out that Leia died, his reaction, every single time I watch it, it breaks me every fucking time. Because, goddamn that Wookiee. <sighs> and I'm going to watch that later. You know, I'm going to cry my eyes out. When I watch it later. <laughs> but yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and skip my thoughts on Rise of Skywalker. Because I already did about a 45 minute you know, review on it on here. So moving on to number four on my list. And that is. Let me bring my list up. Because I don't remember it off the top of my head. Ah uh, oh, yeah that's right. The original A New Hope is my fourth. In my opinion the fourth best Star Wars film. For some people. It is their absolute favorite of the entire series. And that's great. Because it is it is the film that started it all. It is the film that gave us this wonderful world of Star Wars that we love so much. And 
it is what introduces us to all the great characters that we have loved so much of Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, C-3PO, R2-D2, Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, these great characters, these iconic characters that we love so much, and the actors who played them that we love so much, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, you know, James Earl Jones' iconic voice as Darth Vader, you know, we, when we hear him speak, we think of Darth Vader. And I'm and I and I know he he hears that all the time. If when people meet him, they want him to say the star, lot of stuff that he said in Star Wars, or the Lion King, you know. Uh, you know, we we as much shit as people like to give George Lucas for the prequel trilogies, none of this would exist without him. So we should show always oh, we, we should show him the love and respect that he deserves, because. Without George Lucas, there would be no, none of these Star Wars films for us to argue over which one is better, which one is worse, you know. And, but, you know, watching back, you know, like, the more I rewatched the original Star Wars film, and when I was actually talking to my brother about this a few days ago, that I would love to, see, I, and now I would love if Disney Plus would give us the option to watch the original Star Wars trilogy, because I used to have the limited edition um, DVDs that had the original Star Wars, you know, films on there, the original unedited films, and I hate that that's not available on digital anymore. Now, but I th I did hear that they were actually going to release them, you know, on the original trilogy on Blu-ray before Disney bought out Lucasfilm, and if that's the truth, fuck. <laughs> but since Star Disney owns Star Wars and they own Fox. You know, and the original trilogy came from Fox. Give us the original trilogy. You know, if you put if they put the original trilogy on Disney Plus, that would jump their subscription numbers way high because people have been begging for an for a high quality HD 4K HD you know update of the original trilogy. That's we would we would love that. I would love that. I've not seen the original trilogy in at least a decade when I used to have those DVDs. Oh, fuck. I wish I still had them. It's so great. <laughs> you know, because as much as I love the special edition trilogy of, you know, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, there is a lot of stuff that thrown in that, are, that they added to those that it's not necessary. You know? But it is what it is. You know, as George always, George Lucas likes to say, Hollywood came up, you know, finally caught up with his vision, hence the special edition. Which, if that's the truth, cool. Good for him. But we want to see the original trilogy again. Give us that. Uh, but anyways, um, um, we were introduced to the wonderful world of Star Wars from A New Hope. Light, the world of lightsabers and stormtroopers and Millennium Falcons and Death Stars and, you know galaxies far far away and you know, it's it's not it's not it's not again these films are not perfect but they are beautiful they are art and but it's my fourth favorite star wars film or my or as i as i'm doing with this list my to my opinion the fourth best star wars film and number three on this list, Return of the Jedi. Um, for a very long time, when I was a kid, Return of the Jedi was my favorite Star Wars movie. 
can't really remember why it was my number one favorite Star Wars movie. I just remember for a very long time as a child, Return of the Jedi was my favorite. And you know what? You know, it, it's it's kind of neck and neck with with the other with the rest of the of my list. Which if you haven't if you haven't figured it out by now, what's what's next on my list? <laughs> then I don't know. But yeah, Return of the Jedi gave us the Ewoks and. We got to see Jabba the Hutt for the first time in this film, even though he was supposed to be in the original, you know, Star Wars. Uh, and he was not going to be a giant slug character. He was going to be a human being. You know, they just, you know, and they have it on the on the Blu-rays, I believe. They used, they didn't have it on the DVDs, but they have it on the Blu-ray. Um, where the, the original deleted scene with him, uh, uh, where he was not in you know, as the slug character of Jabba that we know him as. Uh, and if you, and if it's not on the Blu-ray, then you can just find it on YouTube. It's not that hard to find. You can find all, you can find a lot of the deleted scenes from the original Star Wars films on YouTube. Um, and like there's a whole deleted sequence where, uh, with Luke and Biggs, uh, before they reunite at the end of the first film. But anyways, you know, I'm going off track. Yeah, we got to, and we got to see Princess Leia in the the gold slave bikini, which, <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> Let me take a drink of water for that. <sighs> yeah, <sighs> that was wonderful. Um, we got to be introduced to the green lightsaber from Luke Skywalker that he. Uh, and, that, and that's another deleted scene that, that is on the Blu-ray because so when I got the the Blu-ray set of the, the original Star Wars films well, as, you know, trilogy was, um, and it shows him in a, after Darth Vader arrives at the new Death Star Luke is in a cave because Darth Vader is trying to communicate with him he's in a cave putting off like the finishing touches on his new lightsaber and that's pretty cool you know, I just wonder how you know how, how the flow of the film would have been impacted if they if they left that in there um, and we had uh, Billy D. Williams as Lionel Calrissian in, in here, uh, returning from his first time in Empire Strikes Back, which I will get to. Don't worry. You know, there's still two more movies on this list, which and you should you should already figure out what they are by now. Um, and we got to see in the second lightsaber fight between. Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker towards the end of the film, and we also got to see the Emperor Palpatine in this movie. Uh, there, it was the first time being played by Ian McDermott, or McDormand, yeah, as the as the Emperor, because in the original Empire Strikes Back, it was a different actor wearing pro a bunch of prosthetics that was not even the same actor at all. Uh, so, Return of the Jedi, it's the first time we got Ian McDormand as him. And of course, you know, because he did such a great job in Return of the Jedi, they brought him back for the prequels and then for Rise of Skywalker. So, you know, he's another one that, you know, fans love, regardless of how they feel about the films individually. And, and with the Ewoks, a lot of people, I know a lot of people that had problems with the Ewoks because they were too cute and cuddly, and I get that, I do. But I don't mind them because just think about it. You know, the Ewoks are basically they're like the Care Bears, but you know they'll fuck you up. <laughs> you know. And hey, little 
Bears can be scary. No matter how tiny they are, they can fuck you up. Even the cutest little pair, little panda bear can kill you. You know, bear, you know, uh, to, as Kevin Smith, you know, talking about John Peters and the death of Superman Return, lives documentary. Bears are the fiercest animals in the in the, in the animal kingdom. Fiercest killers in the animal kingdom. Um, and uh, and one of the things I also remember, like talking about the Return of the Jedi, is that Han Solo, Harrison Ford wanted Han Solo to have the noble sacrifice for the rebellion. He did because he did not want to return until. But you know, I guess they gave they offered him the right amount of money, and he agreed to come back. But yeah, when when he was frozen in carbonite and Empire Strikes Back, he wanted that to be like that's his noble sacrifice to the rebellion. He's gonna die, and now they have something to fight for, you know, really fight for. And obviously that didn't happen, you know. Uh, that's 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 the funny thing with Harrison Ford. He wants all of his his iconic characters to die, and it's just you know he almost died in he almost died in another plane crash recently, and it's like, damn, he really wants his movie characters to die. Well, that that's the way to do it. Um, but yeah, um, uh, and I remember also because, like I said, Return of the Jedi used to be my favorite of the Star Wars movies when I was a kid. That the lightsaber fight that Luke and Darth Vader had in this one was used to be my favorite lightsaber fight in all of Star Wars for a very long time. You know that was until you know Darth Maul showed up and had that awesome fight. With Obi Wan and Qui Gon and Phantom Menace, um, and uh, and this is also where we find out that Luke and Leia are sisters, which you know makes things awkward when you remember that they kiss and Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> hey, hey, it's you know it's it's space. We don't know how civil how civilization works like up there. Um, and, uh, don't really have much else to say about you know. Oh yeah, and Yoda dies in this one as well, and uh, and and then at the end of the movie that we get this this the Force Ghost of Anakin, Yoda, and Obi Wan in the original. It's Sebastian Shaw as Anakin, and then you know now with the updated you know Blu-ray and special editions of of it, it's uh, it's Hayden Christensen's Anakin uh, at for as the Force Ghost at the end, and then the, the newer you know updates that fucking they've been doing that when Darth Vader is gonna kill the Emperor at the end of the movie and like now they have the added that right before he does it he's like no no and then he picks him up and throws him down the shaft I hate that so much I, I love the movie still I do even with the special edition you know updates and edits that they that they've been doing but that is one that I just think is so fucking stupid because seriously just if you haven't seen it, just watch it. Watch the clip on YouTube because there's a video that I've. There's a bunch of guy that did like a series of videos comparing the different versions of the original trilogy, what the original looked like, and what the different special edition updates have been since '97. And that was one of the ones where he's like, he's literally he's like, you know, because because Emperor is electrocuting Luke, you know, and then he's like, no, no, you know, and he picks him up, and it's just. First time I, 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 heard, I heard that, I was like, I, I actually shouted out loud, like, what the fuck? I don't know. I, I, that, that's, this is why I want them to up, to upload the original Star Wars trilogy on Disney+. Plus. That would be a great, you know, may the fourth be with you present from, from Disney. 
I know Rise of Skywalker is on there now, but give us the original trilogy, please. We would love that. Um, and yeah, that brings me to number two on my list, which, you know, Eric, you know, Hardboiled Entertainment, if you're watching this, sorry to upset you with this one, but number two, my favorite of my favorite Star Wars, worst of best Star Wars, number two, Revenge of the Sith. I, and then the reason why I'm apologizing to Hardboiled Entertainment, Eric and Blake, because he hates that movie so much, and he has his reasons, and I respect that, I get it, but Revenge of the Sith is my favorite of the sequel, not sequel, the prequel trilogy, and has the best, and it has the best lightsaber fights out of all the Star Wars movies. You know, we had, because we had, we finally got to see Anakin versus Obi-Wan, and that fight went on for like 20 minutes, and it was awesome. It's an awesome fight. We got to see the Emperor versus Yoda as well. That was great. We got to see, you know, where the Je where the Jedi was were, were killed, where the Emperor ordered the Jedi to be killed. It was such a heartbreaking sequence, and oh, and the and the again the the great music from John Williams, the music that plays when Anakin and the clone troopers are wiping out all the Jedi. It is so such a. The music is so moving and so beautiful. It's like, you know, such beautiful music for such a s fucked up situation that's on screen, you know? Uh, oh, and Chewbacca is in here. We got to see Chewbacca come back. That was wonderful. I love that. We got to see Chewbacca and the rest of the Wookiees on the planet Kashyyyk, which is funny because when you watch the behind the scenes making up stuff, it was really just f like five or six actors playing the same Wookiees just when you, the, when they, when the, Big Wookiee comes up on the thing and he gets up on the little platform and he's like, you know, it's the same like five or six actors literally filmed spot there and they moved over here and they filmed that and they moved over here and filmed that and just they added it all together to make it look like a whole Wookiee army, but it's really just like, like I said, five or six guys in costume making up an army of, of a hundred or thousands or whatever the hell it was. You know, and it was awesome. And General Grievous, we got the cool fight with General Grievous, where he has the four lightsabers taking on Obi Wan, and that was cut short, literally. <laughs> you know, it would have been awesome if that went on, you know, much longer and differently. But that was still a cool fight between them two. Um, and this is where we get to see Anakin make his full turn to the dark side after he helps Palpatine kill Mace Windu. Uh, which that was a kind of a, a fun fight too, Mace Windu and Palpatine, um, and yeah, the ex you know execute Order sixty six. Yeah, uh, I always you know thought to myself if I ever get to have like like a, a Star Wars themed metal band, Order sixty six would be a, would be a cool name, unless that already exists. And if it already exists, I would love to hear your music. <laughs> um, but if it doesn't exist, that's gonna be my band. Yeah, uh, or you know I can. Form a band with Sinister Cinema reviews, you know, and have the, you know, it's raining red. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really don't have a lot of negatives at all for Revenge of the Sith. Probably the only negative I would have is that I wish it was a little longer. Because uh, they had, it was just, to me, it is, to me, the story of Revenge of the Sith is just, I just love it so much. And Hayden Christensen gives a much greater performance here than he did in Attack of the Clones. But he does still hold back a little bit. Because, again, that's what George Lucas told him to do. Um, and we also got to see the births of little baby Luke and little baby Leia. Um, and even though, like, when you when you watch at the end of the movie, when they, when, or, when President, or President, Senator Organa 
takes baby Leia, and then Obi-Wan takes baby Luke to Owen and Amberu. Uh, it's the same baby that they just used twice. So, uh, unless it's twins, like real twins. I wasn't paying much attention to that. And then Padme dying because she lost the will to live. I know some people make fun of that, but that's a real thing. It is, you know. You might not understand that, but, you know, losing the will to live, you know, even though you're med you're completely medically healthy, it's a real thing. Trust me. Um, uh, and yeah, and this one, like, again, when I was talking about, this, you know, CGI and stuff, this one is a lot of, there's a lot, a lot of scenes where you can notice the bad CGI in certain sequences, and... Yeah, I mean, I'm still able to enjoy the film completely. It's just some sometimes those little some moments with the, with the CGI, like when, when there's a lot of light, that's when I notice the CGI more, you know, even more. Like when it's darker, it's not as noticeable. Uh, but yeah, <sighs> that is my number two of the Star Wars worst to best, which of course brings me to number one, which is most people's number one, and it's of course The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, well, many consider it to be the greatest film of all time, the greatest sequel of all time, and of course, many say it is the greatest Star Wars movie of all time. And it's hard to argue; it really is, because this is, you know, they really took with this one, considering how movies were back then, when it came to sequels and stuff, because you know, sequels were not that commonplace in Hollywood as they are now. You know, now, sequels happen like pretty much every all the time now. You know, everything's almost almost everything's a sequel these days. I mean, hell, we got, we have the ninth Fast and Furious movie coming out next year. So, come on. You know. Uh, and we have the twelfth uh, Halloween movie, as of right now, scheduled to come out in October. So, yeah, Hollywood loves their sequels these days. But back then, sequels were not, a, were not commonplace in Hollywood. But now they are. And it's, you know, just like when I was talking about, you know, my Halloween rankings. You know, I'm not much really that I can say about Empire Strikes Back that hasn't already been said by better, more credible people. You know, all I can talk about is just how how much what it means to me. You know, getting to be getting to see Yoda for the first time and being introduced to Yoda and you know his funny antics before he reveals himself as the great Jedi Master that he is, and you know the fight between Luke and Darth Vader in this film, which. I know, like I said, when I was a kid, I thought their fight in the Return of the Jedi was the was the best Jedi lightsaber fight. Their the fight that they have here, their first fight here, is better. I mean, technically it's better. I mean, story story wise, it's better in Return of the Jedi, but technically, as far as the actual fighting, it's much better in Empire Strikes Back. You know, and of course we get the you know, the the famous "I am your father" moment, which you know, like I can just I I, I would I wish. I can go back in time and see, you know, like opening day when Empire Strikes Back came out and that moment when he says, I am your father. To see the reactions of the people watching that movie for the first time and seeing that. Because like, like nowadays with, with the way social media is, everything is spoiled as soon as it happens. That's why I, I, can't wa I haven't watched shows like Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead. Because as soon as the episode is finished, it's right on Twitter and Facebook what happened and i already know like i already know that this character dies that character dies this one dies that dies that, that that you know i already know 
like and then like the the CW Cri- Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. I I didn't watch them as as they were airing originally live, but as soon as Ezra Miller showed up on that episode of uh, on the Crisis crossover and he was face to face with Grant Gustin, as soon as that happened, it was all over Twitter and I was just like, I mean of course I thought it was I, I mean I love Ezra Miller so I thought that was cool but just having that spoiled for me before I can watch it pissed me off. I hate spoilers. I hate stuff being spoiled for me before I can watch it. But that's why that's why when I do my movie reviews, I let it be known it's a spoiler review so that if you're going to watch it or listen to my review, you know, you can't be mad at me for spoiling it for you when I already warned you. Um but yeah, I can just just ima- I'm just imagining how they people reacted that when they first saw Empire Strikes Back and hearing Darth Vader say that he is Luke Skywalker's father. Just can like just can't can you imagine that now if something like that was kept kept a secret in the so in the social media world that we live in now? It would be insane. You know? You know, like just like like with the movie Inter- another one, Interstellar. How many of us knew that, that Matt Damon was was gonna pop in there the when he did in that movie? You know, that was cool. I didn't know he was in it when I saw it. I thought it was awesome. You know, and in my head I was joking like, oh, is this, is this a crossover with the Martian? I mean, obviously, obviously it wasn't, but you know, you know. But yeah, that was a cool, that was a cool moment. And just you know, and then, but yeah, like I said, I don't know, like I don't know what I can say about Empire Strikes Back that hasn't already been said by better people. All I can say is it is my absolute favorite Star Wars movie, as it is for many people, and. You know, it's just such an amazing movie. And they don't make them like they used to. And with that said, that's that's going to be it for my Worst to Best rankings on here. That does it for this newest edition of Worst to Best. And yeah, I got to do two of them in the span of three weeks. That's, that's pretty good. I have, you know, because I was going to try to do it every month. But, you know, just... After I did the Halloween rankings, it just kind of fell off that, and then came back with the Superman one, and here I am with Star Wars. But you know, I hope you enjoyed hearing what I had to say about Star Wars, and in the meantime, check out my previous ones for Spider-Man, for Batman, for Halloween, and for Superman, and check out my other retro film reviews, my other regular movie reviews, my classic wrestling pay-per-views, my regular podcasts, and um, and I am gonna have my video game reviews coming out very soon. Uh, I don't know when, but since The Last of Us Part 2 is supposed to be coming out in June now, figured I would probably try to get at least one video game review out before that. Um, you know, but yeah, you can find all of those podcasts right here on the Menetize Podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, and Breaker. Um, follow me on Twitter at IamFositude to get all the fun podcast updates and... Check me out on Instagram or Vero. Both of them are at Fossitude. Uh, I post a lot of fun memes and photos and other stuff on there. And like I've like I've been saying a lot lately, if you, if you ever want to just chat with me, I, my DMs are open on all of those. You know, DM me on Twitter. DM me on Instagram. If you're on Vero, you have to connect with me in order to send me a message. But my 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 inbox is always open to anybody that wants wants to chat with me. And Check out my Menetize Podcast store. The link for that will be in the description below. I have 
t-shirts, uh, like regular t-shirts, v-neck t-shirts, ringer t-shirts, baseball t-shirts, hoodies, uh, tank tops, kid size shirts, um, <laughs> stickers, magnets, wall art, mugs, uh, notebooks, cell phone covers, I'm trying to think of everything that I have on there. Oh yeah, and masks, you know, masks. I have those on there now for select, you know, designs. Not all of them. I might change that to all of them, but as of right now, I have it for select designs. So if you're interested in any of those, again, link is in the description below. And support me on Patreon for $1 a month. Only $1. I'm a cheap bastard, and I don't want to, you know, rob you people of, of good money, because we all, we all need a little something right now. And that link is in the description as well, and I thank you all so much for tuning in for watching me for listening to me for subscribing to me if you do i love and appreciate every single one of you do right there my heart you are in my heart and hope you're all taking care of yourselves out there during this quarantine stuff and if you're safe and or staying safe and healthy keep up with that uh, protecting yourself taking care of your kids your other loved ones and hope you have a wonderful week this has been Worst to best from the Menetites Podcast. I am Julian, and I will see you all next time. Bye-bye.